more Operation Freedom with your host, Dr. Dave Janda, on Southeast Michigan's conservative powerhouse, Wham! Talk 1600. Welcome back to Operation Freedom, folks. I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, Lean Termine Freedom Bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor. We're here live for you every Sunday from 2 to 5 Eastern. Now, if you happen to miss the live show, the podcasts are available. My wingman and boss, Derek Stone, through to his brilliance, has the podcast up on this show and, frankly, every show of Operation Freedom back to the inception of our radio show in October of 2010 at DaveJanda.com. He will have the podcast for today's show available by 8 p.m. this evening. And as I said, the archives are always available 24-7 uh, even right now. Yeah, even right now. Uh, the podcasts are part of our subscription service, 30 cents a day, probably for a month, nine bucks. If you don't like it, you can get rid of it, but I'm not sure why. Because the information you get, you will be ahead of the globalist constructed curve that they're created that ends in a brick wall with the smashing of your freedom. The information we provide with our guests, with the analysis I provide, puts you not just months, but years ahead of the curve. And one of our regular guests on this platform for many years has been Sarah Westall. Why? Because Sarah has this habit of telling you what you need to know and what the deep state, the new world order crowd, the criminal international banking syndicate, the thugocracy, the totalitarian thugs, whatever you want to call them, she provides information that they do not want you to know. Because in knowing this information, it puts you ahead of their globalist constructed curve. For those of you not familiar with Sarah, her website, sarahwestall.com, is a must-go-to location. The content there is outstanding. She is a successful entrepreneur and a business executive. She has taken on many roles. You know, at first, she, uh, she obtained her computer science and business management systems degree from the College of Science and Engineering at the University of Minnesota with an emphasis in management information systems from the Carlson Business School at University of Minnesota. She started her career at the center of the internet revolution at US West Communications, where she was promoted to eventually become director of the advanced networking group responsible for all of the systems design and development for Enterprise, the internet and networking arm of US West. And she is now a partner of Galax Consulting, and she is the host of a national radio show, Business Game Changers. She is also the founder and the host of a phenomenal information source, sarahwestall.com. It is my honor to welcome back our friend to the Operation Freedom show and platform, Sarah Westall. Sarah, welcome back to Operation Freedom. Thank you, Dave. It's always such a pleasure to be here. So Sarah, uh, there are several things that have been um, Oh, still uh, were on the back burner, then moved to the front burner, and then kind of shuffled off to a side burner that I want to talk about. But an entity that has been on the back burner, the front burner, continues to be on the front burner. They keep trying to hand us a, a pot, a very, uh, uh, if you will, hot pot 
of 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 a boiling mess is as it relates to Ukraine. Biden, as you know, recently was in Eastern Europe and uh, actually tried to incite a war, in my opinion, when he called for regime change as it relates to Putin. He recently did this with China also by trying to stir things up in the South China Sea and with Taiwan. Uh, but while he was in Eastern Europe, he called for regime change with Putin. He he called for a, a possible in-kind use of uh, chemical and biologic weapons. And then he spoke about our military being on the ground, potentially, in Ukraine. Now, when he came home, he was confronted about this. And I want to play this clip between Peter Ducey and Biden and get your clip because uh, get your take and dissection because my concern sarah is that biden who is nothing more than a puppet of the syndicate is doing his level best to engage us in a world war and when that occurs the winners are the syndicate the new world order crowd the totalitarian thugs where they get more power more control and more of their ever precious money and the losers are the public I want to play this clip and then get your take. Because to me, to me, it seemed as though he was trying to incite a war. Derek, hit the clip for us. Other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back. If some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back. What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know none of the three occurred. None of the three. Occurred. None of the three. Mr. President, you, you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We we're talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's what the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending. To I was say referring to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops who were in Poland. And when you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind, it will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? You got to be silly. The world wants to know. The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. <laughs> Sarah, your take. Well, I think he's been trying to ferment a war this whole time, right? I mean, we've talked about this before. Where is the negotiations? They've been wanting to negotiate Russia for years, and we won't do it. And all we do is bait them and bait them and bait them and bait them. And now we're putting weapons in Ukraine. And he said, if any of these weapons, I mean, we're giving them how many, I heard the latest number is like 50 billion. I mean, the 40 billion, there's more than that than we've, that we've given them. So, I mean, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but it's more than the 40 billion. And we, we have weapons that we're giving them. There's just, I just heard uh, Putin say that if any of these missiles hit any of our territories, we are going to attack a Western state. I mean, these guys are idiots. What, I mean, why are they doing this? It's it, the only thing you can conclude because they're not rational, right? I mean, these aren't rational. So if you're a rational person, you're going to say, well, they want to ferment a war. 
right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the hard part is we're trying to be rational and trying to look at their actions and trying to come up with what's going on. The other thing that we do know is there's Pentagon-funded biolabs that circle Russia and circle China. They're in 25 countries, not counting North America and South America, over there in Africa and you know Asia and Europe. We are playing Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry using the Russian word, but we are. And we are not in a good place to be doing this. If we had rational people, we would have been negotiating negotiating with them from day one. War is never the first solution unless, unless you have alternate plans, right? I mean, it, it's so ridiculous. Well, it and is. Think- and it's, 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 it's ridiculous. And it's evil. Because oh, ultimate losers are all of us. Well, and the other thing is, where is this money going? I, you know, I had a whistleblower on from Latvia that talked about the Ukrainian treasury was funneled through his bank that more than likely because those same people were was were using it for money laundering. Their entire treasury down to less than fifty bucks. I, mean, I don't know what the exact number was, but less than fifty dollars. I mean, that's the point. And. If they're willing to do that, are they just using this as a big money laundering game? I kind of think they are. They're using it. Remember Fast and Furious where Obama put all those weapons in the hands of – that's what makes this this whole weapon Second Amendment thing. They gave all those weapons to the cartel claiming to track it, and then the judge released or allowed us to see all their memos, and then it was proven that he did it so that he could create chaos so that they could have a reason to take guns away. Okay, so now they're putting all these weapons in the hands of the Ukrainians and all these people. There's a bunch of stuff that are on the black market. I've been reading it, reading and checking things out. There's this huge black market of weapons now. Where did those weapons come from? So we're supplying this whole area with chaos. And is it one big money laundering? How can you just send money I mean, I don't. I know they're giving it to the military, the big military companies, and it seems like it's just a big payoff for them. Here, here's your money. We know that your profit margins are 100 percent, so they're just giving them big paydays. It this is is can't be more infuriating to me because it's they didn't even try to negotiate. Well, recently, a State Department spokesperson was put on the spot about. Exactly. How do you track these weapons uh, transfers? How do you you're sending money over for humanitarian quote humanitarian? How do you track that money? And this State Department spokesperson said, direct quote, Sarah. Um, well, we can't. It's a black hole. And uh, yeah, exactly. So what are they doing with it? You have to bet if it's a black hole, it's being laundered. They're stealing. Right. Period. End of story. Anytime there's a black hole with money, there there's money being stolen. Period. End of story. I've been thinking about this a lot, and there's no other. Uh, you know as much as you've been covering and doing reporting on the deep state and on the government and all these games they're playing. If they're willing to steal the entire Ukrainian treasury, and and they say this is a big black hole. I think we could track the money that goes to military organizations for weapons, right? The black hole is where the weapons are going. But what about the money that just gets sent down there? Mm-hmm. I, I could bet you my house, <laughs> which I wouldn't want to because I don't want to lose my house. But I would bet it if I if it was somebody was serious about it that this is being stolen. 
Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it just, it, for sure. And Sarah, people with D's and R's after their name are voting on this in huge numbers to send more money after more money. Somebody, as some contacts I have, are telling me the actual number that we have sent them since 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 uh, the end of February is close to fifty eight billion dollars. Yeah, I, I've heard it's a lot more than the forty billion, so that's in the ballpark, and it's larger than the entire Russian budget for their military. Mm-hmm. What could we do with that money when we have people that are struggling for gas, you know, to pay their energy bills? To uh, we we have baby formula that we can't get. We have don't have enough resources at the border. I mean, it's a c- complete clown act. While we're building up, we're fermenting war with our money without negotiating. If they were trying to negotiate and we were actually dealing with a proven thug, sure he might be proven in his own way, whatever. I don't care. But it's not proven until you try to negotiate and they keep doing their thing. We haven't negotiated. To the point where they could say that he's a bad guy in that way. So why are we sending money when we haven't negotiated? And then we have all these other problems here. I think everyone who voted for that should be fired. They should not be in. They they don't have the ethical principles to be in our government if that's what they're doing. Too many people are dying at the whims of their lack of courage to do what's right here. Folks, we're speaking with Sarah Westall, sarahwestall.com, which gets me to a couple articles that you wrote this past week, Sarah. Let's first start with the World Health Organization. You know, they just had their big powwow at Davos in Switzerland. And they also had a meeting in Geneva, Switzerland, the World Health Organization, a division, if you will, of the, of the Davos crowd. Uh, about this World Health Organization treaty that's going to potentially go into effect in 2024. And specifically, in January of this year, the Biden administration sent through, I believe, 13 amendments to be voted on in something that's already been put into place under the W administration, the International Health Regulations um, uh, International Law that (laughs) essentially, essentially... uh, Let's the World Health Organization kind of call some shots. Now, President Trump pulled this out of the tried to pull this out of the World Health Organization, although he left it kind of open ended when he left. He tried in I think it was 2020 saying, "Okay, we're going to be out of the World Health Organization. But he put an end date in July of 2021. And when Biden stumbled into into town and. That obviously got deep six. Educate our listeners on the international health regulations, which were put in, which were voted on in 2005, put into effect in 2007, and then these uh, amendments that Biden and his crew tried to sneak in there that would have essentially given power to the World Health Organization. The good news is, I understand it, Sarah, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that the African countries and a number of other countries stood up and said, no, 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 we're not going to let the World Health Organization uh, become the sovereign over our health care systems in our countries. Your take, educate our listeners uh, about your article and your findings. Well, this is about the worst thing that they were trying to do. And it's, you know, the health treaty that they're trying to get to pass in 2024, this is a precursor to that, right? Uh And uh, they had 
they had 13 amendments that they were trying to pass. Thank God, 12 of the 13, well, they, they tabled 12 of the 13 because you're exactly right. These smaller countries realized they had the same vote as the United States and all these bigger countries. And they're like, hey, we can, this is, first of all, they said, hey, this is ridiculous. We don't want you. I mean, this is if you read between the lines. I'm just paraphrasing. We don't want this. No, no way. Heck no. Do we want this? Right. There's a lot of countries that have awakened to this whole uh, COVID nightmare. Right. They know what's going on. You can read between the lines. They said, heck no. And these guys want to be able to say there's a pandemic. And then when the who says it, everybody in lockstep around the world, which we sort of did already, but they want to make it so they have the authority over that. Okay, so 12 of these 13 amendments would have given them the authority for declaring a pandemic and then put telling states as to what they're supposed to do instead of just telling them, informing them so they come up with their own their own, you know, actions. And that's what these amendments were supposed to do. And they there was so much pushback. But see, they were supposed to give a four month notice. And then the states um, vote on it or they come to consensus. They don't really vote on it. It's behind the doors. You know how politics are. So supposedly it was all behind closed doors and then they end up voting on something or they all they don't vote. They do it behind closed doors. And then everybody says, does anybody disagree? And I have a little clip. It's just amazing how when you watch it, it's like watching code. But what happened was pretty interesting. That last 13th Amendment, which was to reduce the time frame, because it was to say that any of these amendments, you get 18 months before they go into effect. They reduced it. The original was down to six months. And I think they ended up reducing it down to nine months and I, and then an additional months to enact it. But what's strange is they replaced the 13th Amendment they were going to do on a few days before they were they're supposed to have four months but they came up with a new one and then the day then they were supposed to vote on it in that tuesday of the week and then they waited till the friday there was so much politics in this they waited to the friday the day before the conference was supposed to end and then that day they emailed the new amendment out to everybody and then that's the one that they ended up um, coming up with an agreement on which is completely against their own procedures so we're supposed to follow an organization that doesn't even follow their own procedures you know, I mean, I, it's I'm just this whole thing was just amazing to watch. Basically, though, what's happening is the small states gave so much pushback that they they had to do something. And then I think this last 13th Amendment was a way to save face, because what would happen is I saw in different articles, which were BS. But that was the one that they claimed this is the one that Biden wanted most. And so they ended up just passing the 13th Amendment. Well, the 13th Amendment wasn't the original one that they put through. And it looked like they gave the United States a way to save face and and to act like it was what they really wanted. And the sad part is, who in the heck in the United States would even want this, right? Well, uh, many people, the Republicans and Democratic, you know, people from all spectrums, independent People from all, I don't even know, most people who have a clue now are having a hard time relating to any party. But people from all over the place were writing into their senators and their congressmen and, and saying, what the heck is going on? And so we got a lot of letters back 
from different congressmen and senators trying to see what people are saying. And it's interesting because the Republicans are like, well, we would never cede our sovereignty, but we agree with these amendments, right? Mm-hmm. So they're agreeing with them, but we won't, no, we won't cede. We'll, we'll protect our country, but we agree with these. Okay, well, okay, well, what the heck is that? And then you have um, some, the Democratic senators don't even talk about the sovereignty. They just say, oh, that's wrong. We had we had one from Oregon, Senator Jeff Merkley, who, who says this is really good. And this is what we want to do. And he believes that they, the who should not only should we do is this a good thing that we're doing but they should have the authority and the resources to um have this power and he says that after that then we should keep an eye toward reinforcing whose objectivity and independence i'm like (laughs) are you crazy i mean these these people uh, this is a line in the sand. These people are willing to give away our sovereignty. So this is a guy who is the senator of Oregon, you know, in Oregon, one of their two senators, willing to openly give away our sovereignty and claim that they should have the authority and resources to do this. And now we have this. So thank God these amendments didn't pass. But now we have up in 20, uh 24, they're going to try to do a WHO treaty, which will have will be all-encompassing. So we have to fight it with all our might. But these smaller countries now have realized that they can put their own amendments through. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to be careful with the blackmail. There's probably I think there's people who are going to be mysteriously dying. There's going to be blackmail. There's going to be all sorts of stuff so they can get what they want through. But this doesn't get any more serious than what we're dealing with. People say that, well, yeah, but they don't—they can't go around our constitution. No, no I, but here's the Obama. The whole Obama trick was to do things, let them fight it in the courts, and then by the time the court catches up with what we really need to do, the damage has already been done. That's right. Yeah. So we cannot. <laughs> we have to fight. We have to understand their games and not let them go forward. This is too crazy. Sarah, in our we got two minutes left. In one minute, as best you can, because I also want you to talk about your website. Talk about the new DARPA-styled agency called oh. the Advanced Research Projects Agency. E- educate our listeners on that and the link on your website to that because they need to know about that. Yeah, go to my website, sarahwestall.com. I also did a little mini documentary talking about this ARPA-H, they're restructuring the um, Fauci's NIH into a DARPA style, and they're talking high risk, high reward. They still are talking about how highly affected the COVID-19 vaccines were in their press release, which, I, I mean, it's just, Dave, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. I do too. It's incredible. And if they're meant, if they're trying to do it off of DARPA, DARPA is a black agency for the military that does high risk stuff. And this, the things that are coming out of there are really eyebrow raising. I mean, some of the, some of the things are excellent, right? But some of the other things are, I mean, you gotta go and read what this is. And my big question is, well, if you, the guy who's running it is a transhumanist, this is a big power play for the globalists and we gotta keep an eye on it. Go to my website and read about it or watch the video. I could do a whole show just on this, um, and maybe we can another time, or you should cover it. It's really important that people know about it. But sarahwestall.com, go check it out, and um, please share it. It's really important 
that we get this, we push back as a group. Can't be just Dave and me pushing back. You guys cannot believe how much everybody pushing back makes a difference. That does scare these guys off. And the WHO vote, amendment vote, shows it. Sarah, I'd like to thank you for everything you have done, are doing, and will do. Folks, you're listening to Operation Freedom.